Hello, and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm one of your hosts, Jordana Osband, here with my friend Chabrita and Gordon. Our daf today, Masech Gitin, daf Ein Chet, page 78. Well, we have a couple of new Mishnahs here that we're going to read. Just want to point out that we are starting to wrap up uh, this Masech, so please uh, stay tuned. We'll be releasing some CM information. We have a great speaker coming up, uh, and we look forward to finishing this Masech with you. So but again, we're going to so August 1st, this day that we're recording, not the day you're listening. The CM will be on August 13th. Yes, thank you. I should have mentioned that. Even though we finished the Masech at August 14th, we're going to make our CM on the 13th. Um, okay, there's an interesting Mishnah here that, again, is going to uh, deal with issues of sort of not giving the the get over in a traditional way, right? Amar Laz. So he says, a husband says to his wife, right? Take this uh, promissory note and, oh, right? And then basically, really, that promissory note was actually a get. Or she found it behind him, right? She sees that he has like some kind of document and he didn't tell her what it is. And she reads it and then finds out, oh, this is actually a get. A no get. Right? It's not a get until he says to her, This is your get. Now, if he gives it to her in hand while she's sleeping, and then she wakes up and she sees, Oh, I have this document in my hand, or there's something in the bed next to me. And she reads it and then she sees that it's a get. Again, this also is not a get. Um, right, he has to specifically say to her, This is your get. So, essentially, what we have as a Mishnah here is sort of ways in which a woman would sort of discover the get, but you know, it wasn't given to her with explicitly the husband declaring, This is your get. And be and the Mishnah basically says, This does not count, uh, as, uh, as a get. So the Gemara, you know, is going to first. So I just, uh, I just want to say, Adina, yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like in this day and age, when we know about such things as like ghosting and you know people break up by text and things like that, I feel like this is very much. Fun- I think it functions as for the protection of the woman. Meaning, I'm not sure that's why, right? Like there's a limud from the whatever, but I think that technically, functionally, it it protects the woman from him just like walking off without having finished you know, the procedure of giving a get. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the procedure piece is important. And that's where the Gemara starts with. Ki Amar La, talking about that first case where, you know, the get is, let's say, behind his back. Okay, right? Hey, Gitek, right? And so it's if unless he says to her, this is your bill of divorce, Mahave. The question is, what of it, right? Why? Have me karka. If it's behind him, that's still, in a way, him saying, take your get that is on the ground, right? But Amar Rabba, so Rabba says, it's, right, what is it? It's like, Tzligi techme al gabe karka, lo Amar klum. And we know that Rabba said that if someone says, take your get, it's on the ground, it's like he didn't say anything. Because you're only divorced if the husband hands the woman the get, right? Has to actually give her the get. Amai sheltu meachurai. So the Gemara answers, you should say that the get wasn't placed on the ground behind him, but rather she pulls it out from behind him. So in other words, it was on his person and she takes it from, wasn't on the ground. Okay, they're going to go through and explain this and talk about this a little bit more. 
So then they quote a Brisa here with two different cases that has a machlokas uh, between Rabbi Huda and Asi and Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar. Okay, but they come. Rabba comes with another interest. I'm a Rabba. Tabla get no biyad abda yashem. Let's say he writes her a get and then he puts it in the hand of her slave when the slave is sleeping. Umishmarato, right? And she's guarding the slave. Hareza get. That is considered to be a get. Now, what you need to understand here is the slave has the status of land. In other words, it's property of the owner. So when the husband puts the get in the slave's hand, it's as if he's putting it within her courtyard. Neur a no get, okay? If he's awake, it's not considered a get. Because if he's awake, then he's like a courtyard that is not actually being watched by her because he guards himself. I found this to be a very, very interesting premise. In other words, if he's sleeping and she's watching him, right? I don't know that it means literally she's standing over him. But in other words, when he's sleeping, he has no agency at all, right? He's not protecting himself or watching himself in any way. So when the get is with him on his sleeping body, you know, it's, it's like, as if it was given to her. But when he's awake, since he is sort of protecting himself or watching himself, then it becomes like he's a chatser and it's not actually secured by her. And it's like that case that we saw yesterday about just throwing the get into a chatser. Yashanu mishmarato, right? If he's sleeping and she's guarding him, hareza get. Why? We, Rava says it's a get. Amai. So the Gemara asks, chatser mehalechet he, the chatser mehalechet lo kana. Right? Isn't it that the slave is like a walking courtyard, right? He right, because he's property. So the courtyard is just an extension of your own property of your home. So the courtyard is an ex- the slave is sort of an extension. And a and a mobile courtyard doesn't can't be can't, you know, acquire anything. There's no Kenyan. The Khitema Yashan Shani, right? So maybe you'll say that sleeping is different, right? Because he's not moving. Baha Amar Rabba didn't Rabba say Oh, maybe a shave, lo kana. But didn't Rabbi say in cases where he would be moving, he can't acquire things? And sitting and standing or sitting, he also doesn't acquire things. And so the Gemara concludes that this halacha rub, saying that, th- that it would be a get, applies where the slave is bound and sleeping, okay? In other words, he couldn't move at all. And so therefore, it is like putting it into his hand. Now, the, that, that is all the Gemara has to say about this. I would hope that this is very boundary-pushing, uh, you know, because this whole idea of the slave being bound. But I could see why this would actually come up, because if the slave is sort of considered property, you know, so you one could imagine how instead of using a shaliach, we saw a lot of cases with shaliach, instead of delivering the get to the woman, the husband's just delivering it to her property and putting it in her property. But the question then becomes, can property accept it? Once something's in a property, is that a kinyan? We know from yesterday's Mishnah with the Chatzar, it's not the case that it's necessarily a kinyan, right? And and you're going to talk, your Mishnah is going to deal with some of that even a little bit more. But I, I don't know. I just found this to be one of these like very interesting passages where I think what it's really exploring is is sleep a state where, where an acquisition can actually happen, even though somebody is not actually conscious. That That's really what they're trying to explore here. 
I think it's really interesting. And I think that the Rishonim, you know, I said this the other day that the Rishonim really also have a field day here because there's so much to discuss over, um, you know, to what extent is an Evid like land, let's say in terms of property. And but to what extent do you depend on the Evid's consciousness and cognizance to be able to guard something, right? To protect it once it's given to, but if he's asleep and he's tied up, then he can't protect anything anyway. The same way he can't do damage, he also can't protect. So there's a lot of open questions, I think, in the like the the thinking behind these details. Yes, I, I would agree with that. All right, let's okay. go on to our next Mishnah here. So now I'm on the bottom of Ahmed Aleph. Yeah, the bottom of Ahmed Aleph. The next Mishnah. Haita omitted Bershurabim Vizarkula. So we previously had talked about what happens if a man, the husband, throws the get into the courtyard. He throws it, and the courtyard like accepts it on her behalf, so to speak. But in this case, she's standing in the public domain, meaning her courtyard, there's nothing there in the public domain to accept on her behalf as if it's an extension of herself because she's in the public domain. Karovla Mugureshet. So the mission says if it lands near her, closer to her than to him, then she's divorced. If it falls, if it falls closer to him, ain't no migration. But if it feels closer to him, then she's not divorced. And I can only just imagine, right, like the farce this could be, where it kind of lands in the middle, as opposed to obviously next to one or the other, and now they have to, what, measure it? Like, it, you know, it, it becomes really potentially complicated, but also comical in an unfortunate way. So what happens if it lives like smack in the middle between them? And then she's in this limbo state. And I feel like, oh my goodness, just correct it, right? Like give her a divorce, but it's much more complicated than that once she's in the limbo state. And the Mishnah says, this would also be the exact same thing when it comes to betrothal, right? If he throws her the item through which, by which she will become betrothed. Again, if it lands closer to her, then she's betrothed. If it lands closer to him, not betrothed. If it lands exactly in the middle, she's in this in-between status, which is just a complicated headache. And now the mission takes us in a different direction, which I think is also important, and we've seen it in other areas of Masachet Kitin already, right? That also in the matters of a debt, right? Where the the person who has made the loan says to the person who has borrowed, throw me my chovip, throw me what you owe me, basically, right? Vizarkulo, and he, he throws it. Karov malva is a chal malva, karov lalova halova chayav. If it lands close to the person who, who had made the loan, then, then we're good, right? Meaning then the debtor has paid his debt. But if it lands closer to the borrower, then the borrower still has this obligation to pay it back. And if it lands exactly, exactly smack in the middle, then, and this is not a, an in-between status, it's the two of them will divide and conquer. Meaning, let's say, you know, somebody owes a $1,000, whatever, right? So then they're going to each, quote, pay 500 of it so that the borrower would still need to pay the 500 and the lender, unfortunately, like kind of, loses out on the 500 that he had lent. That, I think, is a really difficult situation. I, of course, am not the only person to think so. Um, that, of course, picks up the question right away. What do you call closer to him, closer to her? 
Amarav arba amochala v'zeu karov la arba amochalo v'zeu karov lo. We're talking about a person's dalad amo, like personal space. It's not literally, as I suggested, that they're measuring the entire space of the public domain, but rather, you know, did it make it into her personal space or is it somehow still left in his personal space? The dalad amo, this like four to six feet, I guess. I, I don't know if we have a precise measure exactly. That ends up being... Um, you know, what we say, one's personal domain, so to speak. And then what's mechza, mechza? So the Gemara here says, Rabbi Shmuel So let's say they're standing close enough together, not so close that he's putting it in his hand, her hand. Maybe they don't like each other enough for that. He's going to toss it to her, but what he's going to toss her now, it lands in the area that really is both of their public domains, uh, private domains, right? Both of their Daladamot, so that it ends up being, it's not a matter of measuring it equidistant, right? But you you can't claim that it made it to her domain from his because it's still in his, even though it's also in hers. And so you could end up with a messy situation of that. Um, and then there's a discussion over how precise is that count, right? In terms of how far away they are from each other. I really appreciated the discussion the Gemara has here about mechatzeh, mechatzeh. Like, how could it land that it is exactly even? They're really bothered by this. And I almost find it amusing that we know lots of times the Gemara comes up with cases where you read it and you're like, all right, come on, this would never happen. But even for the Gemara, this case was too much. Right. I think that they needed to come up with a way that that it's not that you're then sitting and literally me- measuring the centimeters. I just wanted to mention one other thing that I, before I forget, at the very end of the daf, because the new daf begins with a new Mishnah, we have here, Amar of Christa, get biyada o meshicha biyada. What happens if the get reaches her hand specifically and there's a string that's tied? you got to love this case. He's got a string tied to the get that's in his hand. So he gives her the get in a physical, like it's physically going to her hand, and then, but he's still got a string, so he can pull it away from her, right? So then, then she's not divorced, right? And if he can't pull the string, if he, if pulling the string won't bring the get to him, then she is divorced. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I just, I feel like amongst all the cases, you know, what happened that made them think of this one? Yeah, I, well, I think the point is, is that it's, it's trying to show that however it's given, it has to be given literally with no strings attached. Like it has to represent <laughs> a, a, a full separation between the two of them. And so this is kind of the case they use to make that point. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Well, that's our DAP discussion for the day. Rank us, review us, and all major podcasts. Thank you to Reverend Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. Let us know what you thought about this DAP and our Talking Time with Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn. Thank you.